listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and also Court Creedon uh, from Parent Financial and also the author of his brand new book, Blue Goat Life, which you guys definitely have to check out. Uh, so, Court, you know, talking about money, you know, um, it, it can be a little uncomfortable for a lot of us. You know, there's a lot uh, more to understand about finances in life than balancing a checkbook, getting that corporate job, really following the herd. Um, but really, you break from that mold and, and, and maybe you help people break from that mold and, and take them out of a, uh, an intimidating situation. Um, so we, we want to hear a little bit more about, uh, you know, how you differentiate yourself and help people out with their finances, but really want to hear a, a lot about your new book, uh, which I think is going to be awesome. And I can't wait to, uh, to read it. It should be in the mail today. Hey, Brian, man. Thank you for your introduction, buddy. And Court Creedon, thank you for joining us today, man. What an honor. It, it's, uh, you are a master of relationships. And I think, I think mastering relationships directly affects the brands you have built thus far. Uh, one of which is Parent Financial, uh, that I, I believe you're in your 10th year of building this. And, and uh, so I want to hear a little bit about your backstory with, with Parent Financial and how that's evolved into your brand new book called The Blue Goat. Yeah, well, uh, first, glad to be here. Always fun to see the two of you. Uh, and yeah, Parent Financial really came about um, just from personal experiences. I uh, was in finance and had... Um, a couple things happened to people that were really close to me and realized that when I took a deeper look into the financial industry, that most of the people who do financial planning work, um, again, it's not inclusive, but the majority of people were focused on high net worth individuals. They were trying to you know, help out and work with those people that had the half million dollar, million dollar more account. And really what I found was that there was this huge gap of the people that needed help that were in their late 20s, 30s, and 40s that didn't know where to go that were trying to get it all figured out. They're trying to you know, understand their benefits through work. They don't know the difference between a Roth IRA and a 401k plan, and they just don't really know what it is all supposed to look like. And um, even more so are intimidated because nobody ever teaches you how any of this stuff works. So that's what really spurred me to say, how can I start to help these people as soon as they typically get serious about finance? I don't know about you guys, but when I was 23, 24 years old, if my financial plan was I've got enough money to go and buy beers with my buddies and you know <laughs> hang out on the weekends and get on the boat, then my financial plan was pretty good. <laughs> Solid. And, uh, it's working. Yeah, right? <laughs> so what I really found was the moment that most people start to get serious is when they find out they're pregnant. And in my mind, I said, if we can start capturing people at that moment in their lives and start helping them plan at that time, and work with them for 20, 30 years, they're going to be in a far different place than if we wait until, you know, they're 50 or 60 years old. And then they look back and say, oh, man, I wish I had known this now. And everything is, you know, reactive planning rather than proactive planning. Excellent. And, and you mentioned something um, which is, is close to my heart now because I'm about to be a new dad uh, in March. And I think when you find out that you're pregnant, this is my first child, everything's good when there's two of you. You're good. Everything's solid. <laughs> Then you're bringing in a new one and you're like, oh, my God, am I am I prepared? Am I ready? Right. Um, so tell me, like when, when you when you talk to parents um, and someone that's brand new, what are some of the advice that you give them 
what are some of the advice you give me? <laughs> We're going to set up a, a little you have to schedule I need to, a, I need to uh, schedule an appointment. Like, all right, uh, how do I get in touch with you, Court? I need to set up an appointment. You know, it's it's funny. And um, we actually teach classes at uh, Carolina's Medical Center, Novant Health, um, Baby and Company. Um, and we're actually adding some new classes for bellies and babies as well because of the need. Um, on a monthly basis, I think next year we're teaching about 51 classes um, for expecting couples in Charlotte alone. Um, and we're doing that in you know, Knoxville, Nashville, and Cleveland, and Greenville, and Charleston as well. Um, but the biggest thing is to actually start to have conversations. As ridiculous as that sounds, you would be amazed how few couples sit down and say, what are we trying to create? What do we want our lives to look like? It's not just, hey, how much money do you make? But it's, what is our goal as a mom and a dad? What are we trying to do? What role is money going to play in our lives? Are we going to try and do and be and have everything? Or are we going to make decisions so we can take a vacation or go see you know, our family during the holidays? So what is it really that you're trying to accomplish as opposed to, quote unquote, retiring one day or putting your kids through college? And I think that's the gap where we also forget you know, you, you grew up in a certain fashion, a certain way, and you were taught certain things by your parents, and your wife was probably taught and raised in a different way. So understanding where are you coming from, where am I coming from, and what are we trying to do now as a mom and a dad? And then really it's, you know, the, the specifics of, all right, well, let's get in the granular details. What are your benefits, you know, in most cases, and kind of it goes back to those early 20s, right? Uh, when benefit enrollment comes around, what do you do? You're like, where's that checkbox that says, whatever the heck I did last year, right? Because that seemed to work pretty good. And now finally taking the time to reading and saying, what do I have? How much life insurance do I have? How much disability insurance do I have? Do we need to get to will? And just really getting clarity on not only what you've got, but more importantly, what do you need now that you're truly entering into a different chapter in your life? And so, so tying that in a little bit to, to your new endeavor with the book and all, uh, we love this quote from you. Quote, the reality that most people think is happening in the world around them is not what is really going on. That the people we compare ourselves to and try to keep up with are trying just as hard to make it and keep up with everyone else themselves. Tell us a little bit more about that and how that's developed from Parent Financial into your new book. So, you know, I kinda, I kinda say that I've been given a really amazing gift and that is that I got to take the behind the scenes tour if you will, of what's really going on. Um, sitting down with people every single day, not that I force them to, but in many cases they need to tell me what's really going on in their lives. They need to show me how much debt they're in. They need to show me their savings account balance. They need to let me see how much they're spending on groceries and dining out and entertainment. And what you also start to find is that Every single person, or let's not say every, but the mass, vast majority of people I talk to are constantly asking those questions of, Court, are we, are we the only ones who are having this much trouble, you know, just getting by every month? It seems like we're on Facebook and everybody else is traveling and I just saw my friend bought a new car and this person was doing that and my sister's doing that. And what they don't know is, in many cases, I'm working with their sister. And right. know that right. she shouldn't have bought that car. Right, right. <laughs> right. Told you not. Yeah. Uh, you know, they bought the car and then they come and talk to me. They're like, uh, maybe we shouldn't have done this because things are a little bit tighter. So the hardest part is, and one of the things I try to help people understand is the only thing in life that we're truly comparing ourselves against is what we see people spend money on. What we don't have the opportunity to compare against is everything else going on behind the scenes. 
And when you sit down with people day after day after day and year after year after year and hear the same questions, the same concerns, the same frustrations, it's not you know, a one-off situation. You realize that almost every single person is trying just as hard to keep up with that sense of what they think their life is supposed to look like. So one of the things I really try to dive into in the book is, well, what is this thing? What is this idea? What is this concept? And the truth be told, nobody really knows what it is. There's this idea of success, but there's never that moment in life when you're going to get to that point where somebody walks up to your front door and says, congratulations, you finally made it. Here's your sticker and your pin that says, Scott's successful. That never right. happens, right? right? right. Yeah. And yet we always assume that if we get that bigger house, if we get the nicer car, if we finally take that trip, if I get the promotion, then I'm going to make it. But the road never stops and the next day keeps coming and deciding, okay, am I constantly looking at what's next and what is happening in the future? Or can I finally say, you know what, let's look at where we are and are we making the decisions today for ourselves to be who we are and where we are? And that's really where Blue Goat came from. I found that almost everybody just ends up being the person who's looking at the sheep in front of them and just trying to say, I'm trying to at least keep up with them, if not get ahead of them, but they don't know where that sheep's going. They don't know what that, that sheep's sense. goals are. So as a result, we all end up in this big herd. Nobody knows where we're going. We're all trying to do and get and be and have the same things. And then you finally get to the end and you're like, oh, wow, nobody knew what was happening, where we're going. And all the sheep I was chasing after didn't know what they were doing either. So Wolves I'm got them. That's <laughs> so, or Scott poached him with his gun yeah, from, yeah, the, Scott, <laughs> from the tree stand. I don't you know, shoot sheep, but yeah. <laughs> Court, um, th th that's really powerful. And, and I mean, I, I, I can't take my eyes off of what you're saying right now. And, and literally, that's, that's fantastic. Tell me, define success. You know, I feel like a lot of people, and, and especially in the Instagram and Twitter and Facebook world, it's the same thing. Everybody's chasing something that they don't even know what, what it is, right? Yeah. Um, everybody wants to be successful. I want to be successful. Mm -hmm. How would you tell someone, um, I guess, how would you give them the path to say, everybody's going to have a different level of success? Mm -hmm. and, and how can you kind of give that advice to say, look, this, this might be this, this level of success. This might be this level of success. I guess, what's the difference? And how do you get somebody to not keep trying to chase the top, the top every single time because everybody can't get to the top. Right. Well, I think, you know, and we hear, especially in this day and age, there are books and books about success and happiness. And I think that concept and idea gets thrown around all the time, right? How do I get there? What is it I need to do? And I think the unfortunate part is that our society has completely skewed and changed the whole paradigm of what success is from a personal journey to the attainment or um, acquisition of stuff and things. And it's a really, really different dynamic. So if you can take the time, and that's one of the things I really try to help inspire uh, people to do in Blue Goat is to say, okay, let me hit pause. Let me turn away from all the stuff that I'm being told I need to do, need to have, and need to be, and let me determine what my own definition of a success is because the definition of our society and cultural's view of success, we already know, the data's there, you see it every day, the people that get and have and do those things aren't successful. They're not happy, they're not where they wanna be. I meet those people all the time that are in their 70s, you know, they have the big house, they've got the beautiful cars, they have all those things, and they feel just as lost as they did when they were 22 years old. 
So the fact of the matter is, is I think we need to throw the whole idea of success in quotes out the window and turn that back into what's your journey and what do you want your journey to be and have that in, you know, courage to say, all right, I'm not just going to get caught up in that path or that road that everybody says I need to be driving down and I'm going to get off the off ramp and I'm going to go and I'm going to blaze my own trail and I'm going to drive across the fields and see what happens. And most of us are too afraid of getting in the mud and getting dirty and getting in the grass and how hard that might be. It's a lot easier to stay on the paved road and the highway that everybody else is traveling down. That sort of ties into a question of, you say, honoring the gift of truth. Mm-hmm. What, what exactly does that mean in your mind? So, you know, and this is honestly one of the things I found writing the book myself is my initial goal was to share the truth of what I found. But it was one of those things where I actually, for the first time, realized that I kind of put a huge mirror up in front of myself. And we all have this idea of who we think we are, but it's a matter of finally taking the time in my mind to get all the skeletons out of the closet for yourself and say, am I really doing being and living in line with the person I say I want to be? And just as importantly as an individual, am I doing all those things for the person I think I am, right? Mm -hmm. So in my mind, it's getting to the truth of, are you exactly who you think you are and are you exactly living the life that you want to live? And if not, taking that really tough turn to say, okay, I'm not, what do I need to do now to get online with that? And it was an honestly a really powerful thing for me is I've always wanted to do and be and achieve great things. But I realized myself that there was so much fear about what that could look like and the potential impact positively or negatively that I could have in my own life and how afraid I actually was of putting myself out there and saying, you know what, I'm the kind of guy who loves philosophical questions. I meditate every day in the morning, you know, all those things that I do that I was kind of hesitant to share and show with the world. So in my mind, Blue Goat was not just a gift to everybody else, but it was honestly the biggest gift I gave myself, which was finally saying, you know what? I'm going to be 100% court 100% of the time, and I'm not going to be that chameleon that changes and ebbs and flows based on who I am, the situation I'm in, or who I'm talking to. And to me, that's the truth, is that I'm court regardless of who I'm sitting down with, and you're not going to find me acting one way in front of you and another way in front of somebody else. And I think that's one of the things that, we're too afraid of who we actually are, and we all need to get to our own truth of who we are and own that and sit in that and never want to change for anybody else. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, – <laughs> I could talk to you for about four hours. Um, <laughs> I might have to just steal the book that's on the table right now. I can't even wait for Amazon Prime to drop it off this afternoon. I'm going to start reading it immediately. <laughs> What, what are some things you've discovered, man, while writing this book, maybe about yourself or, or that you, you just knew you had to share? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of sharing, I mean, it, it kind of gets back to, and that was one of the fun parts for me was all the different chapters. Um, what I really tried to do is also in this context, respect the stories I was told. So you'll see it's not a lot of talk about finance. It's not a financial book. You're not going to get tips on, you know, how to invest. It's really just about life. And, you know, what I found is it's really kind of sad what's actually happening. That so many of us in the one life we actually have, I mean, if you really think about it, you've, you're given this one amazing life, this one opportunity, and the vast majority of us are throwing it away. 
we're not doing the things, taking the steps, and living in a way that honors that gift that we're given. And just as importantly as there's all these people with this amazing stuff, amazing ideas, amazing things that they have to offer, but they don't do it because they're afraid of what that's gonna look like. They're afraid of rejection, they're afraid of this. So that's one of the things I kind of talk about in the book is we end up having all these couch cowards, all these people who are sitting on the sidelines, all these people who are sitting on the couch telling everybody else what they should or shouldn't do. They're telling everybody else, yeah. Yep. See, that's why I don't, you know, Makes go to the gym. About See, that's why right. I don't, you know, do this. See, that's why I don't, you know, date because then you get hurt as opposed to saying, you know what? I'm going to live in a way that when I love, I'm going to love so hard and so deep. And when I hurt, I'm going to cry. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to hurt, but I'm going to live. And I'm not going to miss out on those great moments because I'm so afraid of the bad moments. You know, and it's kind of like, you know, Scott, we talk about I'm I'm not going to be the guy or girl who doesn't start the company because I'm so afraid of it failing. Right. We can't right. constantly be worrying about falling in the mud because if that's our mindset, we're never going to have the success. And for me, hearing all those stories time and time again, I think has just been, if anything, so much more inspirational to me to not allow myself to have another day, another week, another year go by where I'm waiting for my life to happen. I'm going to go and live and be and do those things today so I don't turn around and I'm Seve and I'm like, man, I wish I would have given that shot. I wish I would have written that book. I wish I would have done that. I want to have a life where I say I did. I'm going to do it. And if I fail, great. But if I don't, then, you know, those failures in my mind are all lessons. And I think we also need to change the notion of failure as well. Because if you're yourself and you're vulnerable and you're real, there's no failure in my mind that's right you know if you go into a relationship and they dump you and you're yourself you weren't supposed to be with that person that's not failure that's success because you found out hey i'm not supposed to be with this guy or girl on to the next let's find the right person so all those things i mean i just learned more than i possibly could have imagined sitting down and actually kind of digesting the years and years and years of conversations i've had um and my hope is that you know one person reads the book and gets that one little nugget or one little piece of that story or that piece of inspiration to find that for themselves. And what a powerful message. And uh, in, in, in closing, um, you know, I think everybody needs to come and get this book. Tell us a little bit about how they can find the book and then also how they can get in touch uh, if they're interested in Parent Financial and, uh, and, 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 and all that. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so Parent Financial, our website is parent-financial.com. Um, and then Blue Goat is on Amazon. So just go to Amazon, look under the books section, uh, search for Blue Goat, uh, or just check out Blue Goat Life um, or at Blue Goat Life on Instagram or hashtag Blue Goat Life. And, uh, you know, my hope with creating the company Blue Goat Life is that the book evolves into a community of people, not just here in Charlotte, not just here, you know, in the U.S., but around the world that are tired of all the B.S., they're done with all the smoke and mirrors and they're ready to get back to what's real in life and say, you know what, let's create a different type of herd where we're not a whole bunch of sheep, but we are all goats out in the fields doing our thing, high-fiving each other, supporting one another, but we're doing it in a totally different way. So hopefully people check it out, enjoy it, and uh, find their own blue goat in their own path. That's awesome, man. You have a true gift in just being able to achieve getting your mindset on paper. Um, I think we have a lot in common. We've, we've, we've been doing business and, and been friends and all of that for over a decade now. Yeah. And, and I love that you've been able to achieve getting it on paper, man. That's a great message. And 
And uh, thank you for sharing that with us today. And I so wish glad. you nothing but great success with this Absolutely. book. And thank we're going to share it and we're going to read it and we're going to we're going to share the blue goat lifestyle, man. So thanks again, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so thank much. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.